grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. As has been mentioned, our text for today's reading is from the psalm, Psalm 73. And I invite you to open up your pew Bibles to this psalm. It's in the center of the book. Psalms are there. And as a matter of fact, Psalm 73 is at the beginning of book 3, which is pretty much in the middle of the book of Psalms. And that becomes significant as we're talking about this psalm and the message today. As I read through this psalm, it also echoed with the daily devotion from Lutheran Church Charities that was published yesterday, in which it talks about Ernest Gordon writing in his book, Through the Valley of the Kwai, From Death Camp to Spiritual Triumph. Ernest Gordon writes about American soldiers who were captured, tortured, and starved by the Japanese in the Malay Peninsula in World War II. As a result, they started acting like animals, like beasts, clawing, fighting, and stealing food. That sort of echoes with what we've got in our psalm today. The psalmist was seeing things crumbling around him in Israel. The government was falling apart. There was rebellion happening all over the place. And he saw the wickedness that was transpiring throughout the area. As we look at our psalm, we begin part way through this. And he speaks in very present terms. In verse 11, it follows, and they say, how can God know? Is there knowledge in the most high? That's almost mockingly. Another translation might say, where is your God? As the people around him, he's trying to maintain his piety and his faith the people around him are shouting questions at him in terms of trials and tribulations. Where is your God? How can he know? And throughout this time, the psalmist looks all in vain. Have I kept my heart clean and washed my hands in innocence? For all the day long I have been stricken and rebuked every morning. He is going through anguish. The trouble and trials that he's experiencing, even the murder of his own brother has come about. And he's questioning deep in his soul, in his very being. These questions are gnawing at him. He doesn't know quite what to do. And he's speaking in these terms so that we can understand this is very present for him. This is echoed in our context today in College Hill. And I'm thinking of one specific person, we'll call him Larry, not his true name. But Larry grew up in the College Hill area. He lived there until he was independent and then moved away as quickly as he could. Because for Larry, he saw things disintegrating around him and wanted to leave, wanted to get out. But as the years passed, 
He was the youngest in the family and was called back to care for his aging elderly mother. And we've seen this happen many times in College Hill. The youngest of the family or other family members come back to care for their aging parents. Their aging parents knew what this was like 50 years ago, and they wanted to stay because this is the family home. So Larry did the right thing. He came to take care of his mother. But all around him, those who had been de-churched by a law theology, those who are Muslims and converted to that faith, are telling him, where is your God? This is the way that we believe. Isn't this much better? So there's questions are gnawing at him. He had been at a church home, but had lost that, had drifted away. But those questions are still gnawing at him as he tries to maintain his piety and faith. I'm going to ask you to stop right there and kind of take a few pages from your Bible and fold them over into the center, from the left side into the center, so that you've got a bit of a curl like a bookmark there. And while you do that, I'm going to jump to the end of the psalm, to that verse that's on the front of your bulletins today. Verse 28, but for me, it is good to be near God. I have made the Lord my refuge, that I may tell of all your works. And so it is with Larry. He made the Lord his refuge. If you ask him why he continues to come to church at St. Paul's, he will tell you that because at St. Paul's I hear the word of God. And when God speaks to me, it is good. It is good to be near God. His soul had been longing for that. And he receives that when he comes to St. Paul's. As we look at the middle, I'm going to ask you now to take that right-hand section and fold it over back into the center because we're going to jump back into the middle of the story here. And this is where we see that turning point. Verses 16 and 17 but when I thought how to understand this, it seemed to me a wearisome task, trying to understand all these questions and what's going on, all in vain, it seems, until I went into the sanctuary of God. Further on in verses 21 and 22, when my soul was embittered, when I was pricked in heart, I was brutish. And ignorant. I was like a beast toward you. We saw that in the death camp with those prisoners in World War II. They were like beasts toward God and toward one another. But Ernest Gordon talks about how that changed. They started getting into God's Word. And through God's Word, they learned of God's love. For man, how he sent his only son to die for us, to take our sins to the grave, 
and leave them there. And because of that, they began to feel that love that God has for them and share that with one another and follow Christ's command to love your neighbor as yourself. Larry saw that also and saw when he came to St. Paul's the love that the people of God had for him and shared that compassion with him. And that love has the opportunity to transform lives and change that from biting and snarling and stealing from one another to actually caring for one another. Goes on in verses 23 and 24. Nevertheless, I'm continually with you. You hold my right hand as if being a child. You guide me with your counsel, and afterward, you will receive me to glory. That is the promise that we hold on to. That through Christ's death and his resurrection, we see our own resurrection being lifted up to glory on the last day. And we hold on to that promise. Our faith clings to that promise as we share that love and that promise with all those around us. And it is that mission that we have at St. Paul's and College Hill. That we are rebuilding trust, we are restoring hope, and we are proclaiming mercy in Christ so that all may know the love of Christ and that their lives might be transformed. Amen. And now, may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, keep our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. Amen.